0: welcome back to nft 101 the podcast where we inform you of all things non-fungible i am your host for some reason matt ryan and today i'm joined by a man who is not only a ceo but he is the block head he is the ceo of blocks juan hernandez juan good morning how are you
1: good good thanks for having me on matt
0: uh, glad to have you here. So first and foremost, you guys are getting ready to list with BitMart this week. This is going to drop on Friday, on Listing Day. How excited is everybody at the office? And for people who want to know more about blocks, give us a bit of the rundown.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, this Friday we're listing on BitMart. The entire team is just pumped up. We've been working tirelessly for, for months, for over a year actually, on on. The platform, the product, and you know, getting everything to market. Um, and so, yeah, super excited for Friday. Uh, yeah. So, so, for those that don't know, you know, Blocks' easiest way to describe us is we're a metaverse as a service platform. Uh, and that's a lot of buzzwords, but uh, basically, we provide tools for uh, NFT communities to be able to build custom metaverse environments for their users. Uh, so, for example, um, you know, one of our first uh, partners that we worked with was the Mebits community, working with them to create this Mebits environment where everything is themed Mebits style. You can walk in as your Meebits avatar, we check your MetaMask wallet, let you use the avatar as your actual digital version in the environment. And you know, building out an environment suited just for their needs, working with your community on the distribution, that, that's basically what we do in a nutshell. And so, we've worked with several additional communities beyond uh, Mebits. We're gearing up to launch several more. And basically, you know, we think that the metaverse should be accessible to anyone and everyone. It should not just be available to those that can shell out, uh, you know, a, a pretty penny for for premium metaverse land. Um, you know, we think that you know the technology is going to continue to evolve, and soon everyone. Will have their own metaverse environments, and the key thing there is then to be able to connect and interoperate between all these environments in, in a way that's very seamless and smooth, so that you're not having to switch wallets or switch apps or you know toggle across eighty different tabs. It should just be one seamless experience. So, so that that in a nutshell is what we're working on. You know, uh, obviously a great time in the space. You know, despite the bear market and sort of the cool down, everyone is still super excited for the potential of metaverse and what it can do.
0: And yeah, it's really great to hear that you're making this accessible for anyone. A couple of weeks ago, we had a guest who were creating luxury spaces in the metaverse and by, and basically establishing like museums and mansions and all these different things. And these are great. They also had a rocket launcher, which really played well into their favor, but When you talk about having that ability to be cross-platform, to create this intersectionality between different parts of the metaverse, creating these different communities or working with these different platforms, it's something that we're seeing a lot in gaming with cross-platform gaming and traditional your Xbox, your PS1s, your PCs what do you see the platonic ideal of blocks being for a community, for for a fan group or for a a token or for somewhere in the metaverse?
1: Yeah. So yeah, a lot to unpack there. I mean, that interoperability element, you know, everyone talks about it. It's a buzzy term, but very few do it. And, and, And it's easy to understand why they don't do it. First off, it's hard. Second of all, you know, you want to try to capture as much value yourself as possible, and so if you let people kind of you know mix and match and bring in outside assets, and you can't sell them that outside asset. So you know we, we see you know that there's a lot of that at play right now, right? You know if you buy a Sandbox Avatar, you can't use it in Decentraland. You have a Decentraland wearable, you can't use it in Sandbox, and you know same applies for Crypto Voxels and and some of the other players out there, and so. You know that to us, it, it's it has to be a two-way street. You know, right now we actually do support sandbox avatars in our environment. So, say for example, you own a Snoop Dogg uh, avatar that you purchased on uh, on Sandbox, I believe, from the from the notable Doggies collection, as it's called. <laughs> uh, you can actually use it on our platform. We'll check your, you know, you connect your MetaMask wallet. We'll see you have it in there. We'll give you the option to load it up and. You know, we support other sandbox avatars as well and decentralized wearables, but you know, right now that is a bit of a one-way street because you know, for true interoperability it has to go the other way as well. And so you know, we, we, we take a bit more of an Android approach than, than an Apple approach, if you will, where Apple you know, tries to control the whole ecosystem and you need to use Apple-certified products to use their platform. And that's a model that obviously clearly is working very well for them. So I'm not going to knock it. But for us, the Android model is a little bit more our style and, and sort of the ethos that the ethos that we think fits within blockchain in general, um, just kind of letting you, you know, BYOA, as we like to say, right? Bring your own avatar, bring it from Sandbox, <laughs> bring, bring it from MeBits. We support, uh, we're doing a big rollout with the nouns community. We have a nouns town, uh, which I can talk a bit more about in there you know, some of the independent third-party uh, designers within that community have built 3D avatars and we allow the, allow users to bring in those avatars and use them on the platform. So, so I think that that's something that you're gonna start to see a lot more of. Right now, it does very much feel like early days of the internet where back then, you know, you had your AOL mm-hmm. and your Yahoo. And if you weren't on the AOL or Yahoo homepage, you did not exist. And that's what it feels like today in the metaverse, right? If you are not, if you don't have a presence on Sandbox or Decentraland, it's like you're not in the metaverse in some people's eyes, but much like the broader internet sort of um, the tools, publishing tools evolved for general web two uh, sites. And, and soon everyone had their own website and you don't need to be on a AOL homepage or a Yahoo homepage to have a strong presence. You can make your own presence and drive traffic towards your own site. Um, we think that's the way the metaverse is going as well. So, so to answer kind of uh, you know, the second half of your question, we think you know, people will continue to have their flagships, if you will, on the Sandbox and decentralized type environments. Um, but much like uh, Web2 sites, you, know, you have hyperlinks. The metaverse is no different. You can have hyperlinks. You can teleport from one platform to another. Uh, and there, you know, if they want to have a deeper, more engaging, you know, more customized experience then they can drive people to their own metaverse environment that will be using a product like ours, like blocks, or, you know, there are others that will follow in our footsteps. So I think, you know, there's going to be, you know, I hate to use the term, you know, WordPress for metaverse, but, but there will be WordPress like tools where anyone and everyone can then proliferate their own environments, their own sites, their own, Uh, destinations in in this exciting new frontier.
0: And I love the Apple and Android comparison and also the WordPress thing because they... Not everything is going to be built for the user in the same way, and users have different wants, different needs. If you're an Apple user, uh, you're using it for a specific reason. You have specific – you like a specific UI. You like a specific methodology. Android's predicated on creativity and building and developing, and there's this little more experimentation there. And I think that speaks to the marketplace in general because it comes down to the argument of utility against applicability in art. Uh, with a lot of NFTs and a lot of things going on in the metaverse, it's either got to look cool or have an actual function to it. And I think you're starting to bridge the gap when you talk about WordPress and and you can have these different skins, these different layers. They're all built on the same code. They're still built on the same system, but there's enough pliability within it to really allow people to express themselves or showcase or work on and present what they want.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, right now, there, there's still a bit of, you know, there's there's a bit of friction still with the different standards and the different formats out there. And it's very much, you know, I, I just keep throwing old school analogs or, or uh, uh, comparisons. It feels very much like the VHS versus Betamax, you know, type scenario, except there's <laughs> 20 different, you know, videotape formats, if you will, to, to use that comparison right now, because... You know, I mentioned the, you know, an asset from one metaverse platform not be compatible with another. Um, there's still just too much, you know, proprietary formats out there. One of the things that we're championing is just the use of open source standards and making it so that, you know, one does not need to convert their asset from one format to another because that's just a lot of friction and people don't want to do that. People just want their NFTs to work across different platforms, and and you know, we we're trying to support that. Um, Because it is, again, it does go to that ethos of, you know, you actually having true digital ownership over the assets that you're buying, you know, be it either, you know, the currencies in the form of Bitcoin, Ethereum or others, or, and then also, you know, your NFTs, which right now, yes, are very much just digital collectibles and toys, but soon will come to represent a whole lot more and, and you know if you think of an avatar as a, as your a visual digital representation of yourself you you want that to just work across multiple environments multiple platforms and not be siloed just to one environment
0: yeah it, it reminds me a lot of the console wars to to continue with the mm-hmm. the old analog uh, comparisons yeah. <laughs> is that like each platform each methodology speaks to a specific subset of the audience. Yep. Yeah. And I think as we continue to see, much like you see with Xbox and PlayStation, PlayStation is very focused on proprietary gaming, proprietary technology. Xbox is a little more open source. They deal with a bunch of different developers. There's so many different w- ways to to look at that. And then there's Nintendo, which is out-of-the-box you know what you're getting you know exactly what it is it's got the defined brand name the defined games all these things within there i think the, the metaverse and the NFT marketplace in general, and we'll talk about your uh, blocks token, your governance token, because I want to learn a little bit more about that. Uh, you you understand that market, and I think the NFT, uh, the bit, entire industry is going through a speed run of that now. I yep. think that the adoption and the adaption of this stuff is going much faster, and we're seeing it with the market, the big boom, and now we're entering into the bear market. I think that this is kind of finding yeah. finding its footing we see this a lot with emerging technologies we see the we saw it with the internet we saw it with video games we see it with television these are big bangs and then things kind of find their footing yep. when you look at the governance token because all of this is predicated on the audience on the community and you have a right. governance token that's going to be the key to your community can you explain a little bit of that to us and how important is the community to overall goals of blocks
1: yeah, the community is key to everything we do, and, and you know, it. Without a community, the platform just doesn't exist. Now, to that end, we do rely on our partners a lot to grow the community, um, and you know, as we work with each partner um, to allow them to create m- these custom metaverse environments for their users, the expectation is that you know they will bring their their community along and. And then, you know, the counter expectation is that we're adding enough utility and value that their community stays and, and engages. Because um, um, certainly there's a lot of metaverse options out there. And we know that, you know, we need to provide engaging tools and and, and functionality. Otherwise, people won't stick around. So, you know, the community is paramount for us. The, the, the token campaign is largely, dare I say it, a marketing campaign <laughs> um, to, you know, reach new uh, communities not just across NFT, GameFi, and metaverse uh, pockets across you know the the crypto landscape, but geographically as well. Um, you know, we we worked with a number of high quality launchpad partners that that focus fo- focus on different geographic regions, um, be it Asia, Southeast Asia, India, Latin America, Europe, etc., and or the Americas. Um, you know that that to us is 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 one of the Key elements of our token campaign to gain access to these new communities. So, you know, the, the token itself primarily functions as there is that governance element, but it is a reward mechanism first and foremost. So, going back to community, we want to reward the community for engaging. And so that, that takes the shape of that takes two shapes on our platform. One, you Can acquire land inside of each of these custom metaverse environments. So, if you love Meebits, you're a Meebits holder, and there's a Meebits metaverse environment that the community is supporting, then you can acquire land in there and build stuff in there and attract more Meebits community members and, and grow the community and strengthen it. And so, we want to reward you for that effectively. You know, to, to really distill it down, you're creating a lot of user generated content that's attracting. A lot of activity and engagement, and we want to reward you for that. And so the token does go uh, towards the landowners who are cultivating the land, who are putting NFTs up in their space. Uh, the platform has very much a uh, Animal Crossing vibe, if you will. So a lot of it is right now is like decorating your space and putting NFTs on the wall and changing themes and doing you know sharing it out on social. So if you're doing that, we 100% percent we to reward you. On the flip side, too, there's you know the non the guests those that don't own land but are still adding significant value back to the ecosystem because they're the guests they're coming in they're checking out the spaces we have a a daily check-in mechanism where you can in each environment in each space you can check in once a day and you earn points that way and so those points convert into tokens so you know, we want to reward not just the landowners, but the people that are visiting the land, checking it out, engaging, driving activity back, sharing it with their friends as well. So for us, the community and the token go hand in hand. We we see the you know it it being a conduit to us being able to reward the community for their engagement, and so that's primarily what it is, uh, the token. And then the governance element is then around further community engagement. So being able to vote on, for example. Uh, a proposal system that we're rolling out where every month we'll have uh, anyone from the community can submit proposals to the broader DAO and say, hey, here's how we wanna proliferate blocks. We think we can build, we're a group of artists, we wanna build out these different graphical elements that can be ported into the system via the SDK or we're developers, we wanna try to extend the API in this fashion or heck, we run a YouTube channel and we wanna showcase blocks in, to our community. And so we'll allow different community members to submit proposals this way. And then the community votes on who, uh, which one of those proposals gets passed and uh, then they'll receive allocations, grants basically of the tokens in order to execute on their proposals. So that again, goes back to like proliferating the content proliferating the blocks uh, platform and getting more community engagement. So. So both the reward side and the governance side go hand in hand with where the end goal is community and engagement.
0: And community engagement, uh, I love what I heard, the the opportunity to kind of democratize the entire platform, utilizing the DAO, utilizing these tokens and being able to just basically play to earn, you know, build and earn. And if you want to learn more information about Blocks and you want to be a part of, it, obviously today is launch day. We are on Blocks is now on the Bitmart exchange. We're so happy to have them on the uh, on this side of the street. But if you want to learn more about it, go to joinblocks.com. That's joinblocks.com. No Z's. Blocks is tr- spelled the traditional way. That's another thing that we're learning about the metaverse. That the early 2000s are back, and there's a lot of Z's in places, but. <laughs> It's uh, it's great to have you guys on the platform. And if you wanted to convince people who listen to the podcast, who watch the show, one thing about it you're the most excited about, the thing that is driving you with this project every day to get out of bed you are the blockhead you are the chief executive officer you're the guy at the top so you're the one making all of the hard decisions but there's something deep down inside of you that makes you feel like a kid again that gives you that little oomph in the morning when you're getting ready to go to work or getting ready for work what's that what's that thing that's driving you every day with this project
1: I think it's just seeing what the community will build on top of everything. And I, I, I'll go back to the prop house example, which, you know, full disclosure, we're borrowing that concept from the nouns community who has, you know, who who've kind of matured the concept of a prop house. I, I think there, I'm just excited to see what proposals come in from different groups, because so far, you know, we have an SDK, we have an API, we have ways for artists and developers to build out on top of the platform. And that's taking the form of just traditional, like, you know, people submitting, uh, you know, pull requests or something on our GitHub repo or people sending in artwork for us to consider. But I think the prop house mechanism is going to be exciting because it's going to open it up to non-technical, non-hardcore designer audiences. Like again, someone who just has a community and they're like, hey, I'd like to submit a proposal to expose blocks to my audience. And here's what I'll do. I'm asking for this much in tokens and here's what I'll do in return. I think that, and then letting the community vote on that, that just democratizes the entire proliferation process. And, and I'm excited to see what comes forth from that because you know, seeing the prop house model used in different ecosystems so far, just been incredible results and it's been so explosive that I'm excited to bring that to our ecosystem and see kind of what develops from there.
0: Well, we're excited to see what happens on this project and see what comes next. From Blocks. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, the Chief Blockhead joining us here on the program. (laughs) For more information on Blocks, please head on over to joinblocks.com. That is joinblocks.com. Juan, thank you so much for joining us here today on the BitMart NFT 101 podcast. If there's something that you want to shout out, the specific social media, the Discord community, let the people know where they can find you, and more importantly, where where they can interact directly with the Blocks community.
1: Yeah, uh, jump on the platform. Our Twitter and Discord links are there. So joinblocks.com, we're, we're, the whole team's in Discord. We love feedback from the community and and play with the product please we are live we are in beta you can actually get your hands on the product and use it today give us feedback we incorporate that feedback we do short development cycles love hearing from the community
0: be a part of the community be a part of the metaverse frontier become a pioneer inside the metaverse with blocks one thank you so much again for joining us this
2: has been nft 101 now here comes the part with all the legal stuff Hey, Nathan here from BitMart. Hope you liked that conversation. I know that I always do. It's great learning more about crypto and kind of putting a face behind all the technical jargon. But that's not the last thing we have to do. We've got to get some legal stuff out of the way. And so here it goes. All opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. Bitmark does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.